0: Welcome to another episode of Soul Filling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today we are talking about dysfunctional families. And of course, the Topic Queen came up with this. I mean, look, I, I threw out a topic and then she threw out a better topic. <laughs> and i was like let's just go with that
1: <laughs> yeah this has really been on my heart for a long time but i just didn't know how to address the issue mm-hmm. and then i was watching once again my favorite <laughs> couple show my couple therapy family and beyonce y'all it's so good it's a
0: good show it is but Loki, I was like, Kobe, did they come out with a new season? I'm like, that did not come out yet. Like, she was like, I was rewatching. I was like, What? It was so good. i never
1: <laughs> seen before. So I
0: was like, oh, to
1: to see what the, you know, I I was so I was. Yes, I was gotcha. just looking for something. And actually, I'm glad I watched it because once yeah, again, I found some inspiration mm-hmm. in one of the episodes. And there was a man, he grew up. You know father was a pastor very structured home and his fiance, you know single mom sisters and it was just like their relationship Mm. and their family dynamic was so different it was like her and her mom were best friends Mm. (laughs) it was like she was the fourth sister you know they just partied with their mom they did a lot talk to their mom a certain way and it just it caused him to feel like an outsider whenever he was hanging out with her family and her to feel uncomfortable when um, and just uptight, like she couldn't be herself Mm -hmm. when she was hanging out with his family. Mm -hmm. So once again, it just made me think about um, just my family dynamics and how um, right now, just my dad, and this is once again, something is still a a sore spot, but um, still kind of stuck in the denial phase of things. Mm But, um, you know, dad being abusing alcohol has affected our family, dynamics. our household is not the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it just, when I'm hanging out with me and my boyfriend, I'm like, look, let's just go to your house.
0: Like a getaway. Yeah.
1: Escape.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe she even shared this. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're so real. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Oh, my I God, don't. I'm to hold you with the <laughs> Oh, will
1: baby yes
0: but, but yeah i just people don't um understand like kobe's house was the house that we all yes. went to in high school make michael jackson videos <laughs> so, you know so it's <laughs> weird. yeah just not being able to function like how you want to
1: function or how you used to in the past mm-hmm. and um it just makes you think like okay how do i want to do things different and that's part of you know mm-hmm. looking at you know a dysfunctional family what How do you know you're living Mm -hmm. in dysfunction? Yes. But um, in that episode, you know, it talks about even though two families might be different, it doesn't make one better than the other. We all go through things. We all have different family dynamics. It's just how do you come together to address these issues within your own family? Mm -hmm. And then when you're, yes, when you're um, mating and uh, Mm -hmm. when you're with your significant other, how do you. Uh, make your household one that is,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: functional and better for the, the the betterment of y'all's relationship.
0: Right. And y'all's legacy. Yes. That's neat. You know, I didn't even really think about the other part of, okay, so you have a family. Yeah. And then your significant other has a family and y'all raised two different ways. Yeah. So y'all have, actually have to come together and find out what y'all's family going to look like mm-hmm. to make sure that it's as functional as possible. Because I just feel like everything you know there's dysfunction in everything and there's function in everything yes and so somebody might be looking at your family situation like girl you think yo a... let me tell you yes. like let me tell you so like what you said about one being greater than the other is totally true because we're all really trying to figure it out yes. as humans and yes. you know it always goes back to god because the only person we could really lean on for answers it's, yeah and what i have to say for like Mm, just in life I'm, what I'm thinking about is like we kind of have to pray for everything Yeah. and so like um, even just thinking about your future family and what that's going to look like just making sure that mm, we all making sure that we're praying over our family our future family our future kids you know for them to be great in the land, for them to be um, saved, for them to, you know, be good people. Like, Lord, please let my kids be just good people. For my, um, your husband to be a good father, you know, for you to be a good mother, give me the tools um, Mm -hmm. to be be a functional mother, to be greater than a functional mother, be an extraordinary mother. And I mean, and that's just like the base but i just feel like i have to say that because i just think prayer is so powerful and sometimes we forget to pray over those little things As simple as like lord just let my kid be a good person (laughs) you know right and then even in those households
2: you know when you are praying consistently and you Mm -hmm. feel like you know you want your family is making progress or on the flip side you feel like you're praying and you feel like your family isn't making the process i mean the progress that you want i think it kind of I mean, just me personally, and just trying to empathize with you It just it can really get really disheartening, and mm-hmm. especially if you have this. Uh, and me, I'm, I've been told that I'm a perfectionist, and like <laughs> yes. you want this this picture perfect family, yes. so to speak. But it's like, don't be so hard on ourselves because we can't choose the family. We right. can't pick mm-hmm. the the family members we were born with, and it's it and it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make them bad people, and it doesn't erase the the amazing love that they poured into us, our upbringing, and and just how they cultivated us and grew us as the human beings we are today. But it's just sometimes when, and Jarvis and I was talking about this, it's like sometimes when we're hard on our families because we have this expectation for them because it's like, y'all were supposed to be our providers our caretakers we put you on a high pedestal like we looked up to y'all and it's like don't let us down but then we forget like they're human too they're still trying to figure life out as you go it's like no one has like figured all out and even when you're 50 something 70 something 80 something we're still like you were saying by the grace of god and with god god is still constantly teaching you lessons teaching you things that you need to be aware of or how to grow differently through your journey. And so um, with the whole dysfunctional family, I like you said, I feel like every family has some characteristics of
1: dysfunction. It just depends on how you choose to label that that that, that thing. I'm so glad you said, you know, something about, you know, we looked up to you because um, like again, yeah, I watched that episode. That was like probably months ago. I told you I has been on my heart, but I just kinda pushed it under a rug and was just like, oh. uh, okay. But um, I was watching Dear White People. Mm-hmm. It's a, a Netflix series. And I don't want to spoil the new season. But it's a character that you kind of, they kind of grow on you. And then something happens that affects their relationship with a particular, another character. And then just the black society as a whole. Mm-hmm. And it just messes everything up. And it kind of went back to that issue. Like one of the characters was like, I worship you. I looked up to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just how he addressed that situation could have gone one way or it could have gone, you know, another. And it really inspired me to kind of go back to my situation and say, okay, all right, mm-hmm. what what is my role in this dysfunction as well? Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, he could have not said something to the person and like I've been doing mm-hmm. or, you know, just approach a situation head on. What were you thinking? What was going on? And, you know, just address, addressing the situation head on. so it made me go back to this article it's on live bold and bloom and it just talks about the different roles that people play in um just the dysfunction of a family and you know they have the hero or sorry the enabler caretaker this person protects and takes care of the problem in order to keep it going you have the hero who tries to make the family look good make everything on the outside look normal the scapegoat, the child who exhibits negative behavior to take the attention off of the main problem in the family, the lost child, the quiet one who tries to escape the situation often avoids interaction with other family members (laughs) leading to lack of social displacement in the long run. And then the mascot, the works to lighten the mood and break up the tension within the family. And um, yeah, I think knowing that and knowing what role you play in the situation will help like you said getting over that hump getting through whatever issue yeah. it is
0: Because it sounds like all those roles that you mentioned like the enabler the scapegoat the
1: the hero the hero
0: the problem child mm-hmm. all of it is like different outlets and different coping mechanisms to, yeah. to kind of like put band-aids on like the problem yeah. the patches on the problem when the problem is the liquid then, so it's yes. like we're playing patches, but it's only going to be there for a minute and like he said um with dear white people basically he looked up to this man and he confronted him and said something and a lot yes. of times like we let our own discomfort mm-hmm. or our own scared to hurt someone scared to blow it up mm-hmm. even more because you want to you want your parents to think that they're perfect (laughs) because you know you don't want to hurt their feelings like what's the worst thing you can say to a parent like you're being a bad parent (laughs) yeah you know what I mean but Mm. to be like we have to let go of that protecting (laughs) them and really just sit down and and say really and this goes for my family as well like now that I'm thinking about like there's some things that I have not said to my dad because I'm just like I just want him to be happy you know yeah like we got it we 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 good on our own like but you're my dad. But it's like, honestly, like, doing a disservice to the yes. family and them. Yes. 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 yes.
2: It's definitely um, it's definitely a, a challenging role. Especially, you know, your parents always going to see you as their little baby. they yeah. little four-year-old, yes. Little yes. Little five-year-old, ten-year-old, thirteen, whatever the case is. And so it's like when you come and you want to address a serious issue or it's like almost you feel like staying your no
1: place exactly right. you're exactly. exactly. exactly.
2: like am i really supposed to step out
1: like, really like, like that to be the adult here exactly. <laughs> you know it's like even though we are adults it's still like you're your parents child mm. right exactly so, no matter how old you are it's just like you're still my parents
2: <laughs> yeah, And sometimes with that being so, I mean, sometimes with that being the case, it can cause the parent to, to have a deaf ear because yeah. it's like, it's just all like about the roles of authority type deal. Yeah. It's like, and it can cause you to re- brush it off or it can put a, b- a bad taste in their mouth, like yeah. you're stepping out of your, your place. But it's all <laughs> about, you know, coming to a place a, a politically, a, a way of doing it that's politically correct, but still getting the message across because... Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just like anything in silence festers yeah. it grows it really and does. so yeah, a lot of times a lot of families are sitting on so many different um secrets and yeah. so many different family like just uncomfortable things and i know um, in the article that kobe sent us for the dysfunctional family it says stay in silent. Yeah. and like yeah. um I've, I've been in that atmosphere like everyone in the house was just feeling some type of way with each other or feeling some type of way about, you know, something that I did and they didn't want to it was like we're all walking on eggshells egg yeah. in the house. Like my grandma don't wanna say, tell my dad this and he telling my, my grandma's telling my dad to tell me this to address that I need to do this. And it's just like, okay. Like Let's can, be real. Can we just <laughs> all have a round table talk or something? <laughs> like I really just but it's like, you don't see families doing that, that in no world. Like, you right. barely even have dinner together. And that used to be the time where yeah, you all sit at the kind of like table and address yeah, yeah. things. But now, you know, such and such coming home from football practice late. I came home from this late. So we just kind of get in where we fit in. And then yeah. no issues are really being addressed. And it's just like, mm. how do we find and create that space yeah. So yeah. where we can address these necessary things that can cause a lot of, I mean, that can dis- Able to obliterate a lot of hurt and
0: pain. Well, you know what? It, it it does cause for it, creating that space because even when you do come together as a family mm-hmm. at a dinner table, or go on vacation, or go to the movies, or go to the park, that's the time where you're like, okay, like, we're all together, so you don't want to bring that exactly. <laughs> You're Like, oh, we're exactly. oh, good. Like, we're this is exactly. quality like time, actually laughing and having fun together. Yeah, like, I don't want to ruin Just this. Like, climate. let me not ruin <laughs> this moment. But then it's just like so you know, have that space for that. So you have to yeah, literally create a space for you to be like, Okay, me and my brother have talked about this for months Like we're like like maybe years like we just really need to go ahead and sit down take dad to dinner and just talk some things out have we done it yet no but it's just like we didn't we haven't created that space yet Mm. to 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 talk and then like sometimes we're just so afraid to talk because you really just don't want to ruffle um any feathers but in the long run because we're holding that side we're being silent we're holding those feelings in Nothing will ever get solved, and you'll never get to that relationship that you really want. That yes. that real relationship where you can be transparent, that y'all can really build a genuine relationship, not a fake relationship that, like, I'm going to just deal with what you— I'm just going to deal with yeah. you because you're my, my sister, because you're my mother, because you're my father, because you're my brother, yeah. and we're just going to be good, like, kind of being, like, kind like, hey, of good. Yeah, yeah like, we're think, fake good. Like, but, like but, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just happy that we're hanging out, but really— I want that real, genuine, you, I can yeah, call yeah. my brother whenever I want, I know he'll be there for me type deal. Yeah. I know I can literally pour out my heart to you type deal. Yeah. Like, that type. Yeah. Like, I'm really, really genuinely, I'm not making it Uh, <clears throat> it's not like I'm making, I have to make sure I hang out with you type deal. It's like, I really really hang out with you. <laughs> so it's just like, you really have to get be OK with being uncomfortable Thank and you. really just Taking those steps and I just think that it's in like everything in life because like you were saying, like it's in every relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like work relationships, friendships, um, yeah. significant others. And, you know, all of it all of us are really family, but I feel yeah. like just like we said in previous podcasts, I feel like all we all want to do is be free to really feel, like really yeah. to just be ourselves and to just speak our truth. And yeah. mm-hmm. we just put up all these different Boundaries for ourselves lock ourselves mm-hmm. in and then we're never able to fully express and be okay with expressing how we really feel and and we should stop that.
1: But you know, and that's the weird part, is because even in work situations like I have <laughs>
0: say I know what you're about to say. I <laughs> have
1: come together like, no, we all feel this way and this <laughs> is wrong. That I've stood up right <laughs> bosses. Yeah facts. And I'm like, I can't even stand until I think Dad. It's like, <laughs> like it's same. crazy. I'm like, how can I be this way in this situation? But then when it comes to that, I'm a total will. Oh, <laughs> your dad. It's like it's
2: it's your family. It's it's a little different. Okay, oh it's, like, it's a lot wild. It's yeah. a yeah. lot different. I know same. exactly
1: what you
2: mean. And, <laughs> and it's like when when people are closest to you. You hold them to a certain expectation, and we just have to put that. I, I know, me personally speaking, um, from my personal experience, it's just like okay. When I'm thinking about my mom, for a long time, I really didn't know what was going on with my mom, and I and it and it's just it's literally coming to me piece by piece, day by day. Like every podcast, I learn something. To, like throughout yeah. the week, I call my grandpa, we have a good conversation, and I learn something new. Like mine just. Alone. Like it's like I'm putting pieces to the puzzle, but I'm saying all that to say it's like when when someone is so near and dear to you, and I and I'm I'm talking about my mom for a second, and how you know if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that um, since age two, my mother and I we separated, and we basically didn't form a relationship. I mean, she was there um, very sporadically throughout my life, like off and on, years at a time, once at a time, and she would just come back and forth on the picture. I mean, on the scene, in and out of the picture. And so it wasn't until recently, I had to literally forgive. Like, mm-hmm. forgive all the, because we guilt the people that's closest to us. We put them, we put the most judgment on them. We put the most, mm-hmm. like, and it's, it's because they're your family. And,
1: like, we see mm-hmm. on the movies all these picture perfect or the TV shows, like, how a family's
2: supposed to be and how I want that for my family. I remember me and my grandpa was just on the phone. We were saying, like, he was saying, you know what, this is like a dream come true. I never thought I'd see the day where I was living with my daughter or and, and having a relationship with my grand, uh, my uh, granddaughter and my grandchildren. He's like, I just I always seen this on the movies and on the TV and I would always want this for me. And it's like, wow, I'm really getting this. And so I was just like, um, when I let go, when I actually forgave her, it wasn't like instantly all the answers started coming to me. But like I literally was like, okay, I forgive you. I don't judge you for doing drugs. I don't judge you for not being in my life. I don't judge you for all the, the really pain and, and I say it strongly now, but during that time I was in tears. I was like it, it just took me like I just this is a new found strength that I can actually say this and be okay with say putting that out there. But it's just like I had to forgive her and with that forgiveness came I had with that forgiveness it let me release the judgment that I had because I was judging her instead of loving her Mm -hmm. what I felt like and because I was coming from a place where I was so angry like how what mother can do this but then when I found out okay because she was chose bad choices started taking drugs or whatever it led her to a path and then that is what triggered her mental disability right and so she wasn't in her right mind she wasn't thinking in her right mind and to this day she would she can't even rationalize the decisions that she made in any person with an addiction it's just even if it's a gambling addiction or um, any type of addiction that you have out there it's it's like a psychological thing in a sense to so to a certain degree and it's like for me to judge you to just tell you like what i would have did differently or how i would have made a different choice or how it once i released all that it made me come to a place of love and now we can actually speak with the understanding instead of every time I talk to you, I would just get mad, like how could you, the the conversation always start off like one way, I come to you trying to address the problem, but then it always result to, Well, this is what I would have done differently. How could you do this? Did you think about this instead of like just really soaking it in what's going through your psychology? Why did you even think that was a a good decision? And like truly having no judgment, no matter what the answer is that they give you and just looking at it from a not an objective um, place, of a point of mind frame where you like, okay, that was wrong or this is right, but coming to a place of like, okay, you really, because because the int- intentions behind it was we we see the way it's affecting the family yeah. and we like, you intentionally destroyed the family, you're intentionally doing this to the family, but in that person's mind, they may not that may not even be their intention. Mm-hmm. So just trying to get to the root of the intention, why this is causing this turmoil can really help with the
0: conversation. Yeah, it's sort of really like, It's touchy because, you know, like we said, there's dysfunction in every family, and sometimes—and just correct me if I'm wrong—I'm just like on the outside looking in. Um, like I've seen other families where, you know, maybe maybe it's okay. So okay, so I guess I should start off like this: We're adults now. We learn. We we learn. And then also, it's just like, since we're adults now and now we're like the age of when our, our family, our mothers and fathers have babies, we realize we look at ourselves and we're like, okay, <laughs> they didn't have all the answers, obviously. Yeah. We don't have all the answers, obviously. So we yeah. start to, right. you know, okay, I don't, I don't need to judge them that much anymore because like, knowing us, like, I don't know what decision I want to make there. So you start to realize, okay, your mother is not, a, I mean, I still think my mother is like Wonder Woman. But she's still human. Like yeah. mm-hmm. she comes to me for advice sometimes. Like she yes. needs me to uplift her, and and she raised me to be that person so we can both help each other out. Yes. Thank God. But but I'm thinking about other families where it's just like sometimes they really did put their kids in like really detrimental. That's true. Yeah. Like putting in their names, you know, letting their stepfather touch them, you know. Horrible, horrible things For those people. I do think like forgiveness is good and letting go and but also I want others to know like you could forgive them and that could just be enough. You don't have to stay in their lives. You could confront them, tell them how you feel. But some people aren't going to change, or change when you want mm-hmm. them to change, or they're not going to fully understand where you're coming from. So you have to make the decision to still live your life and create your almost create your own family. Like, create. Mm-hmm. Be around people who can uplift you um, and push you to build a, a family that's going to be better. Like Sometimes we, we can't keep those family members around, even though as much as we want to, we can love them from afar. But not allow them to attack us, you know, every day or put our children in in, in harm's way. Absolutely. And so for those who's like, yeah, you can forgive them, you know, communicate how you feel, and then let go, let God and you start creating a family, like, of your own with people, with friends. Like, friends can be just as deep as family. Absolutely. Period. Like, and if you listen to our um, The Truth About Friendship, we talk about... How you can build those different types of relationships. So I just really wanted to, you know, hit on that because you know, you know, not all family is good for you. That's so true. And there's like some people I'm like, don't leave my nephew around them, period. Like I don't care. Like that's why my baby. Like, don't leave them. I don't feel comfortable with you leaving my nephew with those people. So, um, and so it's just like forgive, because you have to forgive for yourself. Communicate so at least they know, and maybe it will spark a change, but know when to really like let go mm-hmm. and um, and Take care of yourself and your yeah. own your mental health and your own well-being because the those um, It will affect your future family mm-hmm. and so you want to make sure that it the cycle stops yes. um, with you mm-hmm. uh, Yeah,
2: I'm so glad that you said that because some people are truly in very very harmful uh, situations, and it's infringing and imposing harm on onto them. It's projecting it by their family members, like such as um, molestation, um, verbal, emotional abuse, even, and and that's, that's one that's real. I had um, I see it so often, and it really disgusts me. Like I was I was in the mall the other day, and just. Um, the way parents talk to them, I don't want to put nobody on blast, but like just the way parents talk to their mm. children, like get your retarded ass here. Like yeah, no. I'm like, why? Why are we emotionally verbally abusing our, our children, our offsprings and, and things of that nature? And I had a friend, the reason why I said that is because I had a friend um, that um, was being barely I mean very, very, very emotionally abused by their their mother. Right. And it's just like you would expect someone so close to you, you know, there we go, we have these expectations of what a family's supposed to be like, is not supposed to treat you that way. And so long term, some people can't take that. And so like you said, if we're trying to forgive and we're keeping ourselves in that toxic environment, mm-hmm. if that's the case for you, then it could possibly bring you down to the potential, I mean, it has the potential to bring you down to a, pl- a point where you can't get freer, can't prosper and grow and start your own family and so one of the biggest things because I felt like I did deal with that growing up to a certain degree was I did exactly that Mm -hmm. created family and I was actually when we were so when Kobe proposed the um, topic dysfunctional family something just told me to google search what is a family Mm -hmm. and so when I looked up family it did say family's not necessarily blood related it's any community, environment, whether it's church-related, co-workers, friends, um, anyone that makes you feel empowered, basically. And so family goes a lot further than just blood. And that's why they say it takes a village to raise a child. It It, it It truly takes a village to raise us, as we know. And so it's just like so many people like you can curate that space that that is your happy space to remove yourself as far away from that
1: toxic space
2: if you're in one of those those situations to right. where you're like because i don't believe in canceling your family yeah. if it's not necessary right but those of you walk
0: away just go, oh you said this bye right <laughs> like now i know we can cancel some people uh, right. don't answer,
2: don't like but so i'm not telling mm-hmm. you to cancel and then maybe sometimes you might need to cancel somebody for a season. Yeah. And they, yes, they get yeah. that. They try to bring back on straight, and then you can welcome them back in into your life, but be, right. you know, maybe you may take steps at a time. Maybe you may not need to just welcome them in all at once. So just yeah. be very mindful when you are trying to manage your relationships, and mm-hmm. and if you are in a healthy, unhealthy situation, or a healthy situation, on how to create healthier relationships and and how to manage them.
0: Yeah, and I did want to say something about that, because I like that you said a season, because yeah. the thing is, even you did this, like, you had to move out of your grandma's house, mm-hmm. because you feel like it was, you know, mm-hmm. not helping you grow, yes. you know, look, you found your whole husband, and mm-hmm. so um, sometimes you have to take yourself out of the environment and then be a the light, so you're, sometimes your family or even friends or whoever is like, why is this person not around me so much? Then they, that's what triggers them. Sometimes you have to let go so they could think about why does this person not want to be around me? <laughs> you know, Because um, if we stay there, everything everybody's going to think it's okay. Like, oh, it's okay for me to cheat. It's okay for me to talk down on you. It's okay mm-hmm. for you, me to stomp on your dreams. Like, no, I'm going to leave so you can understand, like, not, not even for you, yeah. for me. But it might just be a beneficial thing as well for them to look at themselves like, OK, mm-hmm. dang, she was really going to leave this house, and she didn't even have to pay rent. She really was like, let me think about what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. And then you see you prospering, you being, being a light, inspiring others. And then it makes them think like, wow, OK, mm-hmm. like, dang, she's doing her thing. And it might trigger a change, and it might not. It but might sometimes you just have to let go for your betterment, and It might be an effect for their betterment, but I'm not saying that in all cases. That's like, and I'm not even saying that in an extreme way. So it's like sometimes you do have to take extreme. Sometimes that just means you just see them once a week, <laughs> you know, you know. So it's just you have to really pray and ask God for discernment. You might need to fast, but also just listen to what feels good to your heart, what feels good to your soul. How do you feel when you're around those people? And just really like. Take time to figure it out. And just because you don't figure it out fast, just just realize and like trust that God is ordering your steps. Um, but I will say this. Do something. <laughs> don't just sit there and just let things happen to you. You make a move. Um, and whether it's a bad move or a good move, at least you made a move and you'll figure out. If you made a bad move, you figure out how to make a good move. If you made a good move, you'll figure out how to make another good move. Just do something. So let's go over um, some sides of a dysfunctional family. (laughs) So maybe we could point out maybe we be in the dysfunctional one in the family. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's talk about it.
0: Let's talk about it because I definitely saw a role within some of these. Girl, me
1: too. (laughs) Jasmine, I mean, definitely mentioned one. Just that silence, um, walking around in silence. Yeah um let's see here it is okay vacations are very stressful and um oh <laughs> that
2: is, sounds like the oxymoron? <laughs> believe it or not I've, I've come to terms with some people that shared stories with me about yeah, that, like yeah. go away like thinking that thinking you know i'm yes. from this hellhole here we mm-hmm. take the family and then get there and now it's this whole like chaotic
1: experience. Right. So okay,
2: I'm, I'm gonna let this person remain anonymous. So. <laughs> no, but this is serious though because um, this person and their wife had been together mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. and um, his wife was dealing with alcohol addiction, and but it was to the point to where it was becoming very toxic to the family. To the he had she had um did the rehab she had been going, but it, it just wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. I guess she wasn't being responsive to it, yes. and so it got to a point. She was a stay-at-home mom now, and while he was at work, and it was kind of causing her to be even more depressed. And so he was just. He was like, okay. It got to the point where they had a intervention in the house, and he was just finding like empty bottles stashed away all around the house. He's like, okay. So, um, spring break comes. Like, I'm gonna take us and our two children going out of the uh out of town so that we can make the um uh like light, you lighten up the move like so we, like maybe you will escape uh, it will help help us take some light on the situation the children can use it so they go to another part of the world i'm, I'm trying to keep this in case anyone listens <laughs> to this. Um, but they go and they end up getting to where they are and a huge um, she had been drinking during the vacation. A huge fight breaks out between them. Um, it's an interracial couple, and so of course, when the cops get there, who goes to jail? The black man. And the so, woman. yeah, they <laughs> go, oh, yeah, the black man. And so, um, and it was just the, they didn't care about her situation. The, he was trying to get evidence, like you know. This has been going on for, they didn't care nothing about that. And so it ended up causing so much stress and, and terror on the family. And then it was just like, he, and he went, when we we and I, when we were talking, he was just like, you know, I was thinking a vacation would have healed it and helped it, but, and, but it really just masked everything. And then within the vacation, everything came to light. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's deep. And so
1: vacations are
2: not meant to be stressful.
1: So, mm-hmm. that, the moral the, of the story. This is like a time for you all to work together. Even something as simple, and not this is just for me looking back. Something as simple as like directions, trying to get to some place, mm-hmm. and it, it becomes stressful because like, look, I told you to make it left, you made it right, you didn't turn, you know. Mm-hmm. Things like that should not be, you know, the main focus or why you know everyone is not talking to each other on vacation, mm-hmm. right? You know. So if that is happening, then that's a sign that okay, something deeper. Is mm-hmm. is the issue? I was like, you ain't
0: okay. Because actually, I was thinking about um, when we were talking in the last podcast about you and Kyle yeah. and how you were like, he didn't let you. I mean, he he was saying stay in the car. Yeah. Okay. Y- y'all go listen to our other. I don't know if it was two podcasts ago or one podcast ago. Was so last, so, part. Part. Yeah. so last podcast, Jasmine just told us a situation about her, her and um, this in her relationship. It was not that big of a deal, but. When I was thinking I had, you know, I was still thinking about it after yeah. the podcast and you know how me and Jasmine were like, you know what, I think you did the right thing. I you know, <laughs> had he told me that, I would have been da da da, da da da. But then I was thinking, Well, that's probably not what triggered Kyle. Like that situation didn't trigger it, it might have triggered Kyle, but he wasn't probably even mad at that situation. He was probably Pits up <laughs> uh, other stuff that he's Definitely. been thinking, yes. you know, so that that um, situation triggered him to say something mm-hmm. And blow up and that like bro, are like that's not a big deal how dare he But yeah. really he's just been maybe been just no, pinning some of that yeah. stuff up inside And maybe that's why I made you go ahead and you know think about think about what you My actions Your actions yeah. in the long run But um just going back to the vacation it's just like, be like, hey, can you make it right? Like, uh, you just passed up, you should have yeah. made it right. That's why you ain't never listen. Like, <laughs> wait. Hey, like, right, 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 right. like you <laughs> just like it to another level. So
2: you going to make it right or
1: badly. You listen. don't ever listen <laughs> to me. I,
0: I'm telling you stuff and you're not here. Stop bringing up like, stuff yeah. like that.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> if we can just address it a little sooner. And it's not only just addressing it, like because you can address things like fifty hundred million times, but that person really has to be listening, and not only just listening, li- listen to to change, to understand, because we are talking about like um, being a mother, being a father, um, and we don't want to tell our mothers anything, we don't tell our fathers anything, because that's our our mother, our fathers, and, like, they're supposed to be above us. But even if you're 4, 6, you know, 28, 30, if someone tells you something, you need to listen. Like, you need to listen to how that 4-year-old is feeling. You need to listen to how that 7-year-old's feeling, that 31-year-old's feeling, that 78-year-old woman's feeling. You know, listen to what they have to say and really understand and really see, okay, how can I make, This person's life better. How can I change to 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 be better for them? Yeah. So, you know, we could talk, but they have to also be like they also have to listen. Yes, exactly.
1: And I'll just do a few of uh, the ones that I think we all can agree on. Um, You think about how you will do things differently. I think that was a huge one. Um, Children should not be spending time noticing things in their household that they would never be repeated. And that's something that could be a hit that, okay, this
0: is not right.
1: This is not how, you know, we should be functioning.
0: Right. right. One of the other ones that really stood out for me was um, if you think more about how you would do, <laughs> like, parent differently, mm-hmm. then you would parent the same. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, when I'm thinking about how I'm going to parent my kids, I, honest to God, I'd be like, I just... Hope I'm like my mom. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I really hope that I'm like my mom, but I know there's other people who think that, but there's some things I would do differently. But on the grander scheme, I'm like, yeah, I need to figure out what she's ta- like taught us. <laughs> like, yeah. what what did she do to make us like this? Yeah. And no, to make me feel loved, to make me feel like I could come to her for anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're feeling the opposite, like, okay, let me make sure I don't do this, don't do that. Um, even even like if you have a father and you're like, I would never date someone like my father. Like, that's a sign of dysfunction. Yeah. And maybe that's something you need to bring up. It um, is. So, there's a lot of signs. I'm mm-hmm. sure y'all have a lot of signs. It's just like, don't put too much on yourself. I know this could be overwhelming. Just take it step by step. And I think the first thing you got to do is just communicate. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Communicate and listen. And listen. Gotta, don't Don't listen with the uh, intent to reply literally right. listen and communicate effectively yeah, yeah. I know it's going to be uncomfortable conversations at times but sometimes we just got to roll up our sleeves and, yeah. and and call it out for what it is in the most respectful way again because yes. no one's going to be receptive to you if you're yelling at them trying to force what you're trying to tell them and maybe sometimes they're really just not ready to receive what you're trying to tell them, and yeah. that's okay. Maybe you need to plan seeds a little bit,
1: a bit by bit at a time. So right. Mm-hmm. And I think the last one I will mention too is that there's no discipline, and this is something else mm-hmm. we didn't talk about. We just talked about you know the parents being the one in the room. but just even as children, yeah. Um, we could be the ones that's causing mm-hmm. or you know, making a dysfunction in the family, oh, which yeah. that was something we didn't even address. That's a whole nother. Issues, yes. but just it just made me think of something like a child is coming in late, and the parent is not saying that they're not addressing mm. that. That can cause issues, mm. especially if one parent is like, "Look, hey, I told you to be in." The other parent is just like, "Yeah, whatever," you know, not addressing. Right. You have to be on the behaviors. same page. Yes, yeah, so both parents being on the same page. And then in my situation, you know, when one parent is doing something, and then just us as the other family members not addressing it mm-hmm. right then. Mm you know hey it's a dent on the car you know where did
0: that come from right
1: you know oh he was out you know drinking mm-hmm. last night and right. hit something so you know you know what right. happened
0: mm-hmm. and then you'd be looking around at your family like oh so so you ain't gonna say nothing exactly <laughs> so everybody we just take we a picture we and all. just keep <laughs> <on> going <laughs> so like, we really, just and i think it just goes down to like being free to be able to express yourself yes and i think that's all we really want is just yes. a, a little freedom to just, yes. to feel free in your own house. Cause like, even when my mom was with um her ex, her second ex-husband, sound <laughs> bad. And her, um, and her, and our, my brother, I guess my stepbrother was living with us. Mm-hmm. And my stepfather was living with us. And like, I didn't notice it, mm-hmm. but I noticed it when they left. Like I really realized I wasn't talking to anyone. And I wasn't, it was just different. Like it was, I would hear things, like my stepbrother, even though I wanted to be close to him, like we didn't talk, it was just like high and bye. And it was really awkward. Mm -hmm. And when they left, (laughs) everything was like, I'm over here. I'm free. I'm over here, me and my mom talking, kicking, laughing. And then I was talking to my mom, like, this is crazy. How did we allow this to become how did we allow that dysfunction to become so normal? I didn't even notice it because I love them. Like wow. I love my stepfather, yeah. my ex stepfather, and I love my my stepbrother. Yeah. So it's just like, how did I we allow this to become so normal? Because we didn't you are like in some she did address it, but mm-hmm. like you said, we have to be on the same page. And if you're not gonna be on the same page or you can't work to compromise. At the end of the day, if you try your hardest and no one wants to compromise, mm. then to make a, ha- a happy home, somebody's going to have to leave the home. Because if you're constantly on two different pages, yeah. there's going to come a point where something has to change. Mm. Or you're going to be living in dysfunction, not talking, feeling uneasy in your own home. Yeah, It's like, it's not worth it. And I'm not just saying get divorced and stuff like that, but... People really do have to be willing to listen and compromise and make a change. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I can't even tell you—you're gonna have to go to therapy, you're gonna have to go to the Lord for that—to to let you know what what action you need to take. Yeah. Because it's really it's a it's touchy.
2: It's, it's super touchy, and it's so important because when we think about family, when you think about the word family, it's not singular. Mm-hmm. It's plural. It's it more is. than one people. I mean, one person involved. So when you think about a family, if you're waking up and you feel like you were uneasy or if someone in that family is constantly feeling uneasy and no one is working to to make sure we're all on one accord. Now, of course, every single day is not going to be perfect. No, but most days out of the year, we, want, we would strive for them to be genuinely happy. Right. right? Because we are... Yeah, I know I'm good at this, like, and, and maybe they say women in general, where you ask us what's wrong, nothing. I'm good. We try to, you know, yeah, you, know you try right, to yeah. say
0: because we're taught
2: be strong. Like, honestly,
0: when I say that, I just want you to like, keep asking, me, right? <laughs> like, You sure, yeah, like, you know what? what? Actually, five seconds later, I'm crying. are like, keep
1: asking me, right? <laughs> just keep doing that. Like, you, you will
0: see, you will
2: get that. Yeah, it's <laughs> too much, much to ask. Yeah. Sex two more times. That, you see my body
0: like you
2: know, something of way I'm off is not as it's and, yes. and eat to me. Like you check on me. Check on me three times. Like ten,
0: ten times. times you no, know it's time. real. It's super real. <laughs> but,
2: but but seriously, though, like in a family, yes, like even even us, like we become like some days we just feeling out of it. But yeah, then majority of the times, if not almost all of the times we're together is a genuine, a genuine sense of happiness. And so in a household, if it's not genuine, Mm -hmm. some adjustments need to be made. be made. It has to be made like, because like your home is your sacred space. Yeah. It's a place you want to go and feel. peace and I'm talking to myself right now. Like, you know, because I always reflect, like, man, when I had my own place, everything was
1: popping because yeah, you, you create you create that environment for yourself. Yes. Right? You create that environment for yourself. But when you're living with a
2: family, you have to be mindful what makes their sacred spaces? Can it mm-hmm. flow in harmony with what makes your space a sacred space? Right. Can y'all work together and, and your likes come together with their likes? and y'all still right. be at peace? Mm-hmm. Or is something they like gonna be distasteful to you or disrespectful to you? Mm-hmm. And will it cause you to be out of your element? And now you walk walking around that all the time and they living happy. <laughs> Ooh. yeah.
0: But Ooh. a lot of t- times that stuff can be like, and it's okay to think differently. Like, yes. if you don't need to live with somebody, you don't have to. Like, I'm not saying if you're married, you probably need to live together. But, like, there's some places like, if I live with my mom currently and I'm 27, so I'm a grown ass woman. So, if we weren't working out to save the relationship, me and my mom's relationship i would gladly leave if that was a to save the relationship yeah because we're not supposed to be living together anymore yeah. and and that's just me i i value my mom so much i would never want to do anything or to make to, to break to that, make that, relationship. To, yeah. to that relationship so i'm a god yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like it's, you just live two different ways if that's the if that's the case right. and you have to be willing to make that decision so like okay this will be best for our relationship to stay strong because like i love like yes. you know i love you and i want to make sure that we continue to have this harmonious relationship
2: absolutely So and it reminds me of when i was living with my aunt last year and i was coming in the house mm-hmm. and, and and so you got to think about it i have i've been living on my own since basically i graduated high school Right. And so, coming back home, you know, I never had a curfew. Maybe when I was a freshman and my coach put us on curfew. But after that, you know, I was kind of doing my own thing. And so, like, being a night, I, okay, I use that lightly. because I'm not really a night person. I like to be, take my ass to the at night. But <laughs> at the same time, I like to do, like, I like to be at the gym. Yeah. You know? Like, if I get off late, i want on a late night gym session till 2 in the morning sometimes. And that's just what I like to do. But living with my aunt, she comes from like a very structured, she was a police officer, so everything, like a detective, everything kind of needed to be a certain way, right. and we were just clashing. We were like, she wanted me to be a, in the home before 11, she wanted me to sometimes be at home so we can mm-hmm. have dinner together. Like, it was like a really, like, and it's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong, with, like, I think, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's, a, that's actually a cute way of living, but it just lines up. up. It did not line up. With your the happiness. Word. It didn't line up with my happiness. And I had a boyfriend. I'm like, how much he made? Lifestyle. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then it was just like, it was just a little, it wasn't aligning. line. And, and long story short. And so in the heat of the moment, though, we all say, yeah, just part ways. Maybe, least, yeah, go mm-hmm. with your. It felt like, you know, it, it felt a little, put a little taste in all Like, <laughs> I ain't gone. <laughs> like, really? And, yeah. so, and so when we did, eventually, like, I had to come to her and be like, you know, um, I just, think that we have two different ways of living. I think it would be best if I move out. And she was like, Yes, like I couldn't agree with
0: you. I was like, waiting no,
2: on your ass. <laughs> she was so sweet about it, but she was just like
0: Why did I just picture like uh Uncle <laughs> Phil throwing jazz out like on all this. And then my name yeah. was yeah. Jazz So <laughs> oh, oh. no, she was yeah.
2: actually very sweet about it. She's and sweet. and now that we see each other actually went over there like Sunday to visit the family, and like she was just like, Yeah, when you go coming back over to visit anytime? She's like, I'm gonna cook you some and I'll freeze it and you can take um, it home. And like, she's giving me like an air fryer knowing I love air fryer. Yes, so I'm like, just so sweet. And so, it's just like sometimes, in order for you to flow in harmony with a person, you may not need to be all in a space 247. Yeah, maybe you need to, y'all will function better from afar, like, yeah, the definitely. You said in the beginning.
0: definitely. And it doesn't
2: make a person a bad person. It does. Just because
0: y'all are not in alignment with as living. Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, well, all right, guys. This has been an amazing podcast. I know there's some things that I gotta handle and I'm a little scared too. I'm scared too. Yes. But more important up. But look, no
1: way, <laughs> Jazz is definitely an example of you yes. know the good outcome of that. So she is, she is. Girl, it's really it's, it's
2: definitely inspiring. A journey every single time. Every single time. <laughs> Um, but yes, um, y'all see. That's why I love these <laughs> podcasts because it really makes us ah, accountable. Yes, and it really—it's so therapeutic, y'all. I really thank y'all for mm-hmm. being our world therapist and hopefully
1: being y'all's as well. All right, so <laughs> it? it's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time, y'all. This is your first time tuning in on the soap and the podcast. We,
2: our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is anything that you are saying, anything you're speaking, putting out there into the universe and whatever you're speaking over your life will come to manifest in your life. Even in the Bible it states, let the weak say, say I am strong. So on those days when you're feeling weak, you're feeling like things a little dysfunctional or things are not going the way you want it, don't speak more negativity over that situation. Instead, speak words of encouragement and empowerment of lifting things. In the Bible, it also says, he who guards his li- lips, guards his life. And he who opens his lips wide shall have destruction. So don't be opening your lips saying any other thing. Guard your words because they have so much power. So it's three of us, and I'm affirming that it's millions, billions, trillions, or just whomever's divine meant to be tuned in go first with their affirmation.
0: I have mine. I am making the vision God put into my mind, body, and spirit come to life right now. Mm -hmm. Me
1: too, girl. I I am flowing in perfect harmony with all of my loved ones. Mm -hmm. I am declaring peace, love, and happiness within my family.
0: Y'all leave your affirmations below, whether on YouTube, Spotify, actually YouTube or SoundCloud. I don't think you could uh, comment on anything else. But make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, all that good stuff. And make sure to leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can rate us. And if you want to write something sweet, write something sweet. And anyway, shout out to all of you guys who tagged us in that Shade Room post talking about. They they tagged us, y'all. Was a post that said, like, what's a podcast you wish more people knew about? And Yay. we had like seven people I shout us out. You. So shout out to Love y'all. y'all. <laughs> You can DM us, you can post about, we'll repost it, like literally everything we see, we're very grateful. And we just hope that whatever we said really resonates with you guys and that you're able to use that in your life to make your family happy and healthy. We love you so much. Oh, and we have to shout out Fat and Function again. I feel like this is our home now. Shout out to Crystal. (laughs) She's the one who opens up the doors for us every week. And uh, we're just really grateful to have this space. Um, yeah. Some affordable event space where you can have any function that you like. Baby showers, bridal showers, business meetings, whatever you want. Go to Fat We love you guys so much. We'll talk to you later. Until next time, soulmates. Bye.